Welcome back to the square. We got some hot takes for you. All you haters and losers can eat it. Bye bye. Goodbye. Bye. Yeah. Later. Uh, yeah, man. We we got our happy ending. If this was the movie, if this is a movie, I mean, this is the hero walking off into the sunset. Yes. This is the crowd goes wild. I mean, holy moly. This un unbelievable so unprecedented so let's just put it out there the square went for the sweep with our endorsements right we did it baby we got this everybody we we call well well our endorsements came to the, the sweep i think we were right. still we were we were still in uh the mindset that you know byron brown's gonna win but it's gonna be real close but boy howdy were we mm-hmm Ooh, we got we got progressively back. bullish as time went on, and I'm 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 glad it worked out. I was ecstatic last night. I was a lame loser, and I stayed home. But you and you and Jim went out last night. You were at the the party at Poise with India, right? We were. So we started out in um, a, a Quixotic attempt to find <laughs> a bar in yeah. Buffalo that's open on a Tuesday night, which is. Apparently, almost impossible nowadays. Yeah. Uh, F- Founding Fathers was going to be our post-up spot, as we told you, listeners. Except they were closed. Yeah. And then we were going to go to Fat Bob's. They were closed. Coulter Bay was closed. Wow. So we ended up at the Quarter, um, and you oh, know everybody's yeah. looking at their. Everybody's like staring at their phones. Uh, it was karaoke night, so like half the bar is you know up there either enjoying or singing shitty karaoke. And then there was a group of about six or seven of us who were just frantically hitting the refresh button on the ECDUC election nice. website. And as um, you know, as it became increasingly clear, when we saw early on that the early voting results, India was washing Byron. Yeah. I mean, it was a beating in the early voting, and we're like, "Oh, okay, we'll see how this holds." And as it turns out, like it, man, it was pretty much that way across the board. So we're like losing our minds. Um, friend of the pod, uh, Buffalo Troll. I was out with him yeah. it, it, with, with a group of people, and he's like, "Hey, campaign party. They're over at Poise. You guys want to go?" I'm like, "Hell yeah!" So me, Jim, and uh, B Troll moseyed on over there, and my God. You could, it, it was palpable, man. Wow. The energy in that room was, I've never, ever felt anything like that in a political environment in, in Western New York politics That's in my crazy. life. I'm sorry I missed it, quite honestly. It was unreal. And God bless those people who worked on that campaign and all the work they put in and all the hours. And it was a true nobody believed in us moment. They earned it. Um, they really did. India Walton earned it. Um, she, man, I, you know, it's it's so crazy that it's funny that she was at a holding a party at a bar called Poise because <laughs> that woman is nothing but. Yes. You know, she's nothing but full of poise. She understood the moment. She really was. At some points, it seemed like she was a little bit awestruck. Oh, I imagine. But but she commanded that room. Um. She, you know, it's funny, all five foot nothing of her, she, she commands pretty much every room that she's in. It, it, no surprise that she won this election. Um, I, I had never met her in real life until last night. And man, like, what a magnetic person. What an incredible moment. And making all sorts of national news now. I mean, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Yes. The I'll I'll let uh, you guys you know with Adam talk about it next week, but I just really want to say now that like it, there's going to be like we're swimming in a river of shit right now that unprecedented. We're on the map in a way that I don't know to be honest with you if the city is quite ready for. Um, but I will say if there was anybody who could be leading us through it, India Walton is the kind of person is the person that I want doing it. Well, I tell you what, it's a, it's the right time to have a podcast in the city of Buffalo, isn't it? Especially covering yes. what we cover. Yes. No, we, I mean, it's going to be a wild India Walton one, but in a way, so did the square podcast. We, <laughs> we also, we it's all won. about us at the end of the day. Hey man, we had a, we have a, 
we had a mayor elect yeah. as a guest on our show. What yeah. other what other uh, schmuck podcast can say that? Not not one in this city, pal. I don't know of any. No, but yeah, last night with uh, with India's campaign, the, the party was incredible. And I do want to also just mention real quick uh, the Kim Beatty race. Yes. Um, again, I'll let you guys you know, go through and, and talk about the postmortem, examine the body of, of Brian Gould, who by all accounts, honestly, seems to be like a decent guy. Um, you know, I, Brian Nowak posted something that he's a decent guy and whatever. Seems like an all right guy, but man, Kim Beatty, uh, the moment really was hers. And I, once we started seeing the results, she crushed, like, she crushed it. Dude, like the votes started coming in from like Sardinia and like the exurb areas. Yeah. And Brian Gould was not winning though. Like he he was winning those areas, I'm assuming, but like he was not crushing those areas. And Jim was just like, "Oh, this is really bad for him." Yeah. Um, and as the the dominoes just started falling, it just became more and more apparent that like Jeremy Zeldner, you messed up. You really screwed up, pal. Yeah. Uh, you had nothing to do with this Byron Brown race, and <laughs> you know we'll we'll let honestly, honestly, I, I think there's a lot to be said about that. Even that. Okay, the mayor had his own organization, own people, but also maybe the county dem should, I don't know, uh, be a little bit more in line with what the mayor's doing. But that's neither here nor there. But truly, like this race, this falls at his feet, um, pretty much anointing Brian Gould as the handpicked candidate and, you know, just eating massive amounts of crow. Well, he ate shit. Yeah, he ate he ate so much shit on this one. Um, I can't believe he hasn't been ridden out in the rails yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Seymour Skinner and the Simpsons, you know, they just put him on the, the rails and tied him to a chair and said, see you later. So I, I think uh, that that should be Jeremy Zellner's fate as the ECDC chair. Um, but yeah, man, I just, what an exciting night. Uh, today is a, you know, <laughs> a, a whole new day. Um, it's a very hungover a day, day, I think, for everyone at the party last night. Uh, yes, yes, and, I can speak only for myself. And, well, I, I'm and props genius. to India, India Walton, who uh, must have been up very late and up very early today, going on uh, all the all the media outlets to to host interviews. Yeah, yeah, I don't envy her yeah. <laughs> today, <laughs> having to deal with uh, you know the media and and all sorts of nonsense after a night like last night. But yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be a whole new world, guys. I want uh, our listeners to just remember this moment. Remember the good feelings because you're going to hear a lot of shit. You're going to get a lot of garbage. You're going to yeah. hear from some of the worst. Stefan's already fucking... started. He's he's already started. We'll talk more about that. But Yeah, you're going to hear some of the worst bad faith dipshit takes and people. And it's not just going to be local. It's going to be national. And it's going to, you know, it's going to be ugly. But keep your chins up and just take that feeling, take that feeling, keep it in your heart. Keep that in your heart and remember this always. And and let's be, let's be there for India when that does happen. Okay. Absolutely. Well, thanks listeners. And Hey, congrats, Mayor Walton, uh, Mayor elect Walton, uh, congrats to Kim Beatty. Congrats to all the other candidates, uh, who we endorsed and, and won last night. And, uh, We love you, baby. Yep. And welcome back, everybody, to The Square. Yes, we are occupying a weird, I would say, situation, weird zone, however you want to phrase it, because, listener, you are listening to this episode after the election, after the primary uh, elections have happened on Tuesday. We are recording part of this episode on Monday. We're actually going to call in and give our takes and then we're going to do some more reviewing next week so this is going to be an interesting adventure for all of us and um i hope you bear with us we're we're doing 
We're doing the best we can to give you people, you beautiful people, our lovely people, our lovely listeners, the best content, the best analysis, the best vibes possible. Isn't that right, Jim? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually hoping so the what works out the best for our listeners and for us is that all the primaries are too close to call so that by the time Thursday comes out, we're actually not behind the ball at all. <laughs> Oh, that'd be great, dude. That'd be great. Yeah, it's Re, Jim, Rye. Hi. We're uh we got the OG crew this yeah. week. You know, we're we're riding in, here. In a new air conditioned snake pit. Yes. Oh, dude, it is such such an upgrade. Listener, I don't I don't know if you know the the feeling, you know, where you try to just give your takes and you get hot and sweaty, you get all worked up. But now this this beautiful AC that Ryan has now we can be cool, calm, and rational. We've got to exit the time of COVID and enter the time of luxury. Yes, and comfort. Yes, luxury, comfort, and cool, level-headed analysis. Right, and that's, the, the snake pit brought to you by Prada. Yes, so we're gonna give it to you straight, and we're gonna start with the mayor's race. I think that's only fitting. Again, you live in the future, dear listener, so you know more than we do. But I think it'll be fun for you. It's certainly fun for us now here on Monday night talking about the goings on. And boy, howdy, have there been a lot of goings on. Yeah, uh, I mean, the mayor's race is obviously the premier race going on right now, premier primary. Once November comes around, we'll have bigger races to pay attention to because the, the mayor's race will be over. Right now, all eyes are on India Walton and Byron Brown and very few eyes are on LaCandice Durham. She did not acquit herself well in the debate with the League of Women Voters. No, no. She she did everything short of saying the only reason why I'm running is because Byron told me to. Yeah, no. The the main contenders we have are, of course, Byron Brown and India Walton. Let me ask you this. If Byron told her to jump off a bridge, would she do it? Which bridge? Um, well, let's say the Peace Bridge. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, well, let's let's bring it back to the real world, gentlemen, because, look, we have some real action going on here before the election, like within a week of the election. We have seen a major influx of money to the Byron Brown campaign from some of the wealthiest, like most elite members of society I here. You're going to say worst. Well, I mean, I'll let I'll let you infer that, right. but I'll, I'll I'll just give it to you straight. We have seen the billionaire millionaire class in Buffalo really dig deep and give to Byron Brown. We've had campaign donations from certainly the Jacobs family has has contributed quite a bit, but most interestingly, we have the Walton family, Jim. Not directly, indirectly through their uh, their not not India Walton's family, not India Walton's family, family. right? Yeah, yeah. no. Okay. Uh, Sam Walton. Right. Oh, okay. Of of Walmart fame. Right. His family, they have a pack that's very pro charter school. And through that pack, uh, the money is coming in for Byron Brown. So yeah, indirectly, Walmart money coming in for Byron Brown. Initially, when I saw that Walmart money was coming in for Byron Brown, until I saw that it was coming from a pack, I was like, where are they putting this Walmart in Buffalo? <laughs> <laughs> right uh, i think jason knight was like he was like well they'll probably have to make some sort of change in the green code for it but it's it's not that at all it's charter school money you know it, what's fascinating on this is not that these large money donors are dropping some major coin in this race because that's certainly not without precedent what's wild is that they're doing it now <laughs> like less than a week before the uh, the primary election um i think this was all kicked off by i don't want to go so far as to say unhinged but a very a very rattled larry quinn on facebook uh thanks to our friend buffalo troll for sharing he, he really does uh the lord's work by finding facebook posts from larry quinn or however he gets them but mm -hmm. uh larry quinn just shitting his britches shall we say, about the prospect of a socialist mayor in Buffalo. And I think that led to a, uh, a cascade of the big money donors. Right. I mean, because one of those big money donors was Larry Quinn himself. He might not be a billionaire, but he was one of the, the big money, you know, over $1,000 donors. Now, as Investigative Post pointed out, two of the donations were in $10,000 increments, which the, amount, the most you can give the mayor is like 5800 for the primary election. So perhaps there might be some campaign finance violations there. Now they'll have to pay that back, and th that's about 
it maybe you know a small slap on the wrist but they won't have to pay that back until they're told they have to pay that back which means they can spend it now and then raise money later to pay it back yeah it really is a flexing of muscle from whatever you want to refer to these people the worst people the rich people the landed gentry truly we know who they are we know exactly what they're about but it's interesting one they're throwing all their weight and support behind Byron Brown, which you could foresee that, but that they're doing it so late in the game. This could have happened two or three months ago and it would have made more sense. Why do you guys think that we're seeing it now? I have my thoughts, but I'm, I'm curious what uh, Jim and Rye, what, what do you guys think now that we're seeing it? Less than a week before the election. Oh, I'm the dumb one here. I, I, so I come to you guys so someone can tell me what to think. Well, what do you think? Come on. Well, rub those brain cells oh together, little buddy. Well, all right. Let me let me let me rub some stuff together here. So, we're, the question is: Why are they coming in so late with this amount of firepower? Well, I think India's scaring them. I think she's doing a lot better than they thought she would. Raising more money than they uh, thought she would at this point. So they're just scared, scared, scared shitless. Yeah, scared shitless. I mean, she's she's better organized than I think that they probably right. gave her credit for. She's got people more motivated. Her polling is probably better than they anticipated. From what I saw in polling, as far as like, if people knew who India Walton was, she was being the mayor like 70-30. This is going to come down to turnout, as always, and you know name recognition. Now, turnout's going to be low. Turnout's always low in these off years going to be in like the goddamn teens yeah. but india has a very highly motivated base of support so they should turn out it's how highly motivated is the mayor's base of support and realistically like while the mayor like the city hall employees might give the mayor money because like he's the mayor a lot of them don't give a shit about him and might vote for india walton anyways sure and again listener i mean you live in the future you know you know you know what happened maybe Maybe they're still counting the ballots. Who knows? But you know what happened. Um, we're going to get that Arizona recount company back. We're going to get that Arizona. We're going to be like every other election. We're going to we're going to claim that it's under you know false pretenses or yeah. something. Especially if India Walton wins, uh, Byron Brown is going <laughs> right. to pull out all the stops. Right. So. Uh, these ballots were made of damp bamboo. What? And uh, asparagus fibers. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, let's talk. I, I want to continue on the, the Byron Brown train just just briefly, just noting that a couple developments on, uh, shall we say, promoting Byron Brown front. Mm. So first, we have the <laughs> wonderful Bob McCarthy of the Buffalo News just got his ear to the ground and he's got, you know, he just he just feels the vibrations and the political pulse. He always knows what's going on, Jim. Yeah, he, uh... He is the most astute analytical observer of politics I've ever seen. He really has it together with this politics stuff. Big Brain Bobby. Yes, Big Brain Bobby wrote an editorial for the Buffalo News where he congratulated uh, Mayor Byron Brown for not taking the campaign bait. He didn't take the bait of campaigning for the mayoral election that he's running in. That's very commendable of him. Mm-hmm. What a what a stand-up guy for not uh, falling prey to the politics that you have to do running for a political office. Right. Why would you bother to deign to put yourself out there to explain to the electorate why you deserve to be elected again for a, a 600th term? Yeah. And in that article, I mean, basically... Bob McCarthy was like, nobody's running against Byron Brown. And he threw out the big names. It would make sense to run for mayor. Tim Kennedy, I think, was mentioned in the article. I'm trying to think of another one. Darius Pridgen. Darius Pridgen, sure. And then friend of the pod, Pat Burke, was also mentioned as a name as a, of a contender not in this race, which, well, that'd be that'd be great if, if Pat be amazing. were in the race. I mean, we love Pat. Yeah. But there's one problem. Oh, what's that? Well... Pat. Zip code. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He lives in the one four one two seven, which oh. is Orchard Park. Oh, which is not a first ring. Is it a second ring? It's not even. Maybe not even a second ring. Maybe like a third ring suburb. I'd give him a second ring. Second ring. Yeah, second ring suburb of the yeah. city. Not one ring. Not two rings. Not <laughs> not three rings. Right. Yeah. Five golden rings. Whoa. Well, it is Olympic season. It is Olympic season, uh, as we know, because we'll be watching all the swimming events at Temple Pool Club. I can't wait. I got my tickets. Uh, yeah, Bob McCarthy doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. 
And he might as well have put Richard Nixon running. For, right. Yeah. Like, like, like I what said, the hell? like I said, why is it AOC not running or Justin Trudeau running for mayor of Buffalo? Because like those are names I've heard of. Yeah. Might as well mention them. Yeah. Ridiculous. Also, on on the mayor Byron Brown front, we uh, we got a, a little taste, guys, in the city of his just stellar campaign practice at this point. <laughs> so if you're sitting there on Thursday when this drops to your listener and you see that India Walton pulled off the upset of upsets, you might not be surprised to hear that, well, Mayor Byron Brown's stellar campaign staff has decided to put their lawn signs on vacant lots throughout the city of Buffalo. Uh, shout out to friend of the pod, Rob Galbraith, for bringing that to our attention mm-hmm. because it's just amazing to see a minivan going from vacant lot to vacant lot, not really making the statement, Byron, that you think it is. <laughs> it's, you know, I mean, the one thing is, I wonder, like, how many of these vacant lots are city-owned? Because, like, that's probably a violation of some election law, putting your political sign up on city-owned property. Yeah, it might be. Zombie properties for Byron. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's, it's making quite a statement. But the good thing is next year when those signs are still up because there's nobody who lives there to take them down, it's just a flag for the uh, demolition crew to know exactly where to go destroy the house. <laughs> Dude, some of those signs stay around forever. There was a, a Mickey Kearns old headquarters on Connecticut Street. There was a Mickey Kearns for mayor sticker on there for fucking years. I think I just recently noticed it came down. There, uh, there was at uh, Delaware and Delavan where Blush Nightclub was. Um, right next to like Hutch's. Yes. There was a billboard. If you were coming south down Delaware, there was a billboard on your left-hand side. Bernie Tolbert. Bernie Tolbert for mayor. Forever. For for like 10 years after he (laughs) ran for mayor. I think there's, you know, I saw one recently too, another Bernie Tolbert one that's still kind of hanging around. I think it was on Main Street, actually. So funny. There'll be symbols of our society in our post-apocalyptic future. Yes. Yes, there'll be (laughs) both. (laughs) <laughs> I'm glad B- Billy Fusillo died before you could see that. Right, it's, yes. it's pouring out for Billy Fusillo. It's going to be, when, when I time travel, like in Planet of the Apes, and I, I think I land on a different planet, and then I see a yard sign and a vacant lot for Byron Brown, I'll be like, I was on Earth the whole time. Wow. that's That'll be my Statue of Liberty. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's flip it to the other side of the coin, guys. We've had some... I mean, we just keep talking every week about the momentum growing to a fever pitch for India Walton. And here we are. Listener, I hope that we're... She's got the moxie right now. I hope we're celebrating her win based off her just absolutely catching fire. There was another article in a major left-wing publication for India, The New Republic this time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Basically, a similar piece to Jacobin. Um, I think the reporter said, you know, they came to Buffalo to interview India. What do you make of that, Jim? I mean, that's... That's a big deal, right? I mean, like, n- people don't cover our mayor's race on a national level like this. So India presenting herself as a socialist running for mayor, as a community organizer, is drawing more attention to the city of Buffalo mayoral race than normally would be seen, right? I mean, what do we normally see in national media? Lists, snow. Now we're, n- this is something positive. Right, right. Chicken wings. Months. Chicken wings. Right. How many people went to the January 6th riot? Right, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, all the good things. Mike Caputo. Oh, right. <laughs> no, it's exciting. Again, we don't see this kind of thing in Buffalo. It's just the voices are, are growing louder. The, the national media really focusing their attention to this race. We've also had some some bigger endorsements for India, local musician, local activist, artist, hero, whatever, whatever you want to call Ani DeFranco has officially endorsed India Walton, which however, however you value, however much you value celebs uh, dropping in on these sorts of things. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. She never endorsed Byron. She never endorsed Byron. No, no, no. In the political world, Jumani Williams, who uh, he was a Lieutenant governor, right? He, He ran for Lieutenant governor with, was it with uh, Zephyr Teachout? No, with... Uh, was it Cynthia Nixon? Cynthia Nixon? Cynthia Nixon. That's right. But he officially endorsed India Walton, which which makes sense. You know, Cynthia Nixon has endorsed India, but mm. it was cool to see another state figure. The point is that it's, it's, <laughs> it's across a diverse spectrum of people um, who are really coming out and really weighing in for India. Uh, even so much so... Yeah, we had an interesting tweet from just the, just the addendum on the mayor's race stuff because, again, you live in the future. It's already happened. 
But just an interesting addendum of somebody else who didn't quite endorse India Walton, but did have a pretty pointed criticism of Mayor Byron Brown. <laughs> that would be the folks over at Rise Collaborative. What they have to say? Well... Rise had this to say, I will read the tweet verbatim here because I do think it's interesting, both the content and who's saying it. This was from one day ago, so this would be from Sunday. Buffalo in 2005, when Mayor Byron Brown was elected, third third poorest city in America. Buffalo in 2021, when Mayor Byron Brown, and they added him for both these, by the way, at Mayor Byron Brown, is running for his fifth term, third poorest city in America. But hey, we have way more luxury lofts now, guys. Um, so if you're, listener, if you're not familiar with Rise Collaborative, if you live in the city, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you are, but let's just assume that you're not. Uh, how would you describe them, Ryan? Well, I would say they're, they're definitely left to center in terms of politics. But, but, but who know, are the, they? Like They're like a business yeah, promotional community, right? Well, business, like, pro- I would say community pro- promotional as well. Group, I, I think they're mostly younger millennials, right? Probably maybe some Gen Zs too. Um, I know they do. They put on a lot of parties around the area that are a lot of fun. I went to a few of their Halloween and dance parties, mm-hmm. and it was a great time. Um, yeah, I think they're just maybe they're, a few geriatric millennials along with them. I, well, that could be. I know I'm a geriatric millennial, and I've been to their parties, and mm-hmm. I still felt like I fit in. Okay. We a full disclosure. We did purchase some advertising with them, so we love them. <laughs> We pay, we pay to get their love. So we, yeah. we love them. But you say they're left of center. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I. No, but I mean, so go ahead. Well, my my point is they're not a political organization no. per se. No. They're like the people who try to present themselves as like the cool group, the in crowd in, in Buffalo. Crowd. Mm-hmm. I think is a fair assessment of them. Yeah. They, to my knowledge, they don't seem to be overtly political. Except well, they, they did back circa 2014 uh, advocate for Uber and Lyft. Yeah. Um, but the reason that I mention that is that they're not like an openly like socialist organization or anything. I think their thing was well, the taxis are terrible. Sure. I mean, again, not that that's a reason to support the gig economy. We're, we're not. I, I mean, that's not the the discussion that I'm looking to have. More right. so that right. they're not like this like Uber so like socialist left wing group. They, no. They're not. No. constantly making political statements they're not that's not their oeuvre that, no. that's not what they do on a regular basis what they do is they get people to join them at cbw and buy drinks and take a free printout of like their newsletter that's right right like they, they do stuff like that like they they generate uh people in spaces they probably add to gentrification yeah. but who doesn't at this point right now but it's interesting to see them dragging the mayor right like, you know, they did everything but at India Walton on that tweet. Yeah. And it's interesting, too, that I, I don't want to say the new money of Buffalo, but the younger, younger, it's what, late 20s, early 30s, maybe an early 40s crowd of developers or people who are in that in group who would have money so much so that they would be part of Rise Collaborative. Like they feel comfortable enough making that statement and that criticism. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just an interesting bellwether. Like they're not part of the the entrenched the Rocco Terminis of of the city. They're no, it, you know they're a different, better, worse. Who's to say? But they're a different group. You no, know, it's it to me like like bellwether is is the right type of term. It's it was like when Georgia passed their new restrictive voting laws, and like Delta and Coca Cola, who are probably the two biggest employers outside of the government in the state of Georgia, yeah. were like. Hey, this is not fucking cool, man. Yeah, two and, famously leftist corporations. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah, like that socialist entity, yeah. Delta. Yeah, was yeah. like, hey, man, not fucking cool. Yeah. Because, like, at the end of the day, they're gonna go where the majority of people are, or at least where they think the majority of people are, where their their market sure research points oh, to. Oh, they've got analysts up the ass to right. tell them which way to go. For sure, uh, listener. We will talk more. We're going to add a little addendum after the election results. So just to keep you hooked on this episode, we're going to give you our our takes in real time after the election happens. We're also going to do an episode next week with a huge friend of the pod, Adam Bojack, and we're going to do our our version of what happened. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned for that. But just keeping in the, the political races, Jim, the primaries, sheriff's race. Yeah. Give it to us. Uh, well, a new player has entered the chat. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Carl Paladino reared his Sith Lord head 
and endorse Karen Healy case. Anybody surprised? I mean, I'm not surprised that he endorsed I mean, I guess I'm a little surprised he endorsed her with the way Howard and Gallivan have been all about John Garcia. But I mean, Caputo endorsed Karen Healy case. Palino endorsed Karen Healy case. The crazies stick with the crazies. I guess so. Birds of a feather, that type of thing. And I'm not talking about the fish song. Nobody would have accused you otherwise, Jim. <laughs> yeah, what? No. Yeah. Carl doing what he does. I don't know if it helps. I don't know if it hurts. I mean, I, I have to assume that it, it gives her some level of bona fides, bona fides, however you fucking pronounce it, for the hardcore conservative sect. Again, John Garcia is who we have as a presumptive favorite, but, but. I mean, it, it, who knows? But. You know, listener, because you live in the future. Right. But I mean, here's the thing is like the hardcore conservative set, they're registered conservatives. They're not registered Republicans. Like the hardcore Paladino fans are not registered Republicans. They're conservatives or they're blanks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so like she's trying to win a Republican primary. She already has a conservative line. She needs to be appealing to the mass, the vast majority of Republicans and being mad as hell, too, doesn't necessarily appeal to them, I don't think. I mean, regardless, she does have the conservative party line, right? She has conservative party line, so she's on the ballot in November no matter what. Yeah. Because, as I mentioned a couple weeks ago, she's not an attorney, so she can't become a judge. Yep. So, regardless, even if this this part is dated, I mean, Karen Haley case is ain't going away. She like Much like uh, Charlie Daniels with Benghazi, she ain't going away. Uh, That's, that was the devil went down to Benghazi? Well... Uh, fame, fame, country singer Charlie Daniels later in life became known for his increasingly unhinged Twitter account, <laughs> and then just kept tweeting, "Benghazi ain't going away." So pour one out for Charlie Daniels. On the flip side of the sheriff's race in the Democratic primary, I mean, we'll we'll save this portion of it for the recap, the post mortem. But I will say, in the lead up here, guys. It's been pretty damn quiet on the Brian Gould campaign front. Yeah, the the main thing I see the Brian Gould campaign doing in social media, especially on Twitter, I get I don't get a lot of ads for Brian Gould on on Facebook, so somehow I'm outside of their logarithm or algorithm, not logarithm. Logarithm? Yeah, I'm outside of their logarithm. It, it's, I I exist purely in math. Oh. <laughs> uh, Huh. You're, you're phasing in and out of existence I, right now, man. I bet you, listener, you didn't realize that I was like, I was like, oh, I was pure physics, but um, and beer, and, and mostly beer. <laughs> uh, but what I see on Twitter is him with the endorsed Amherst Democrats or the endorsed Evans Democrats or the endorsed Cheektowaga Democrats and getting pictures with them. Now, interestingly enough. When he got his picture taken with the endorsed Cheektowaga Democrats for the, the town offices, friend of the pod Brian Nowak was not there. So I don't know. Maybe he had a scheduling conflict. Something going on that day. Yeah. Who's to say with that? But we'll be very interested in what happens in both of those races. And again, listener, for you, we will give you know our, our thoughts when we actually know post-Tuesday what happened. Uh, now, I think we're moving on towards some of the more, what would you say, like the, the what was that section in the news? I guess city and region. We're in city and region now. Mm-hmm. I guess this is city and region. City and region. Arts and entertainment. I always liked arts and entertainment more. Sure. Right. It's, it was always one of my favorite categories in Trivial Pursuit. Gusto. They had, oh, the gusto. Oh, yeah. This is the gusto. We're moving. Well, my, we're we're my, the gusto. My ass went right to the funny pages. Okay. Of course. <laughs> of course. I had to know. First off, Marmaduke sucked. Oh yeah, let's let's get that out of the oh, way. Calvin and Hobbes, that was the shit. Calvin and Hobbes, is that yours? That was my favorite back in the day. In the Far Side, wasn't there? Uh, I was just watching Rick and Morty, and there was a Marmaduke joke in Rick and Morty, the one episode. Oh, I'm sure there was. Yeah. What do you think it was supposed to make you laugh? <laughs> what was that terrible, like wannabe conservative comic? I think it was. Was it uh, Mallard Fillmore? A Mallard Fillmore. That was in the paper. Or was for a it while? the guy who looked like some political hack with a tie? It was a duck, though. It was a duck. Had like balding head. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're talking about mm. Doonesbury. Does anyone get Doonesbury? By the no. way, no, no, I never did. No, I, I, it was just up its own ass. It was one of those that you read so that you looked smart. Yeah, mm. but but you read you were still reading comics at the end of the day, yeah. so you didn't actually look smart to anybody. 
Hey, hey, no, no. Comic is a respectful profession now. I mean, it's, don't get it's look, transcended. What, as what, somebody who's just as somebody who just spent like hundreds of dollars on graphic novels recently. Well, right, yeah. I I agree with you, but I'm just saying yeah. the Marmaduke graphic novel. Yeah, it's really dark. <laughs> uh, he refuses to go down on Catwoman. Uh, really took a twist. Wow. Um, I will say that like graphic novels. Yeah. Comic books, yeah, more respected art form than your daily comic strip in the newspaper. Okay, that's like fair. That, like there's like there are two people who did the daily comic strips in the newspaper yeah. who are respected, and that was uh, the dude who did Calvin and Hobbes, yes, and Gary Larson who did the Far Side. Charles Schultz was he respected? I think he was respected. <laughs> I th- and he was tolerated. Tolerated. Okay. I mean, because, like, who was like, oh, I can't wait to see what Peanuts is doing today. <laughs> like, so, so you're not a Beto Bailey fan? I'm more of a Wizard of Id type mm, of guy. Okay, all right. Wizard of Id. Man, that was one that I used to read mm-hmm. all the time. That was a fun one. Oh, what was that other one that I liked to read? The Boondocks. That was always good, too. Oh, oh yeah. That, now, that was, yeah, that was good. That was a good one. Yeah. Boondocks is great. But, yeah, no, we're, we're let's call this City and Gusto. Okay. Shall we? All right. All right. Let's start. Let me start out. I forgot to do this last week. I want to make sure I get it in there. Big shout out to friend of the pod, Chris Heeb. Also to his wife, Karen Maycar. A sad, sort of sad. They're they're actually selling uh, Nickel City Athletics to a new owner, Becca. I can't remember her last name. She's, she seems really nice. We got to meet her. But they're moving down to Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, I believe Karen got a new job down there. So they are selling the gym. Get, and, get uh, ready to get swole, Raleigh. Yes, get ready to get swole. Mm-hmm. You you never have you never had anything like Chris Heeb hit you. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out that being on our podcast drove him out of town, right? Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, no, it made his profile bigger and better. Oh, right, right. yeah, right. That's, yeah. So he that's what to, I meant. He went to the research triangle. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it really it really ups your. Um, we're huge profile. at Duke. <laughs> yeah, so we love you, Chris. We're gonna miss you, but congrats to I think it's been like. Eight years they've owned that business and, you know, made my life better, made mm-hmm. my friend's life better and gotten everybody swole. So thank you, Chris. I don't know if you're going to listen to this episode. I know he listen. He, he always tells me whenever I go to the gym, he's like, mm-hmm. well, he tells, he tells everybody at the gym, listen to Ree's podcast, the square podcast. The best episode is the first one. And he's told me he's listened to like the first episode four times. Wow. He's got a short attention span. I don't know how many episodes after that. I don't even know if he listened to the episode that he was on, but he's definitely listened to that first one four times and loved it. So be like Chris, mm-hmm. you know, listen to, if you're going to, Hey, if you're only going to listen to us, uh, one episode, listen to it four times. Right. Yeah. Pick the Buffalo 66 one. It's like four hours long. Listen to that one. Oh, baby. You can dive into that one. Yeah, get, a lot of fun. If you're on a road trip. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, guys. How about those damn planes? The Flyboys. The friggin' air show. Ugh. Talk to me, Goose. Got Maverick. Ugh. Iceman. Merlin. Merlin. They're all they're all out there playing shirtless volleyball yeah. over the high wire. Nick Willendo's trying to walk across it. Yeah, they literally threw, flew over the high wire, uh, ejected out, took their shirts off mi- midway down, and then just started. I don't know where the volleyball came from. Oh, Nick Willendo had that. Oh. <laughs> Started playing volleyball, volleyball right at Canal Side. It's crazy. Craziest yeah. thing I ever saw. If you live in the city and you're trying to, I don't know, work or just try to get some fucking peace and quiet, yeah. well, good luck with that <laughs> because uh, these bastards just guys. Is this what what's called virtue virtue signaling? What do you What do you mean? I had to fucking listen to the planes. <laughs> I'm not signaling to anybody. I was mad. No, no, as no, hell. no, no, no. I mean the whole plane. The plane. That, that. Oh, is that is that oh. a, a, a giant big dick virtue signal? I mean, that's they were it, better than everyone else, right? Well, it, it, it's yeah. I mean, it, it's jingoism, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, look at our planes. We can do anything. Look at look how he did like the barrel roll, mm-hmm. right? Like that ever comes up in a dogfight? No, probably not. No. Uh, outside of Top Gun, probably not. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, the idea of like big planes going Vroom, sounds pretty cool, but not so cool when they do it like four days in a row. If it was one day, I could suck it up and deal with it. But by God, it was Thursday through Sunday. So you're not a fireworks person either. Oh, I love fireworks. But I, they usually don't put on fucking fireworks at two in the afternoon. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Fireworks are wasted during the day. Yeah, right. I light them off anyways. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's from the people who I know who are in the city. I was I was way out in Lancaster. Might as well have been in Geneseo. But for people I know in the city, the, the complaint was it was just 
boom, oh, over yeah. and over. Oh, I heard it here. It was bad. It, was, yeah. it sucked. Uh, I turned up the Yankees game. Yeah, I don't have uh, I don't have a pupper, but I mean, I know for the folks who do, oh, sure, probably losing their goddamn minds. Mm-hmm. And and God help you if you had PTSD and you have to just listen to four days of yep. fucking fighter <laughs> fighter chat just going over your house and shaking the foundations, and you're like, well. Guess I'll die. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then yes, Nick Willenda did a walk at Duville College. Mm-hmm. Uh, not quite as impressive as the falls. No, but I mean, where do you? Where, it's all downhill from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. It was kind of weird to see him as like a sideshow entertainment at this point. To be honest with you, yeah. well, like it, it, like when he did the falls walk, which was what, like ten years ago now. Jesus, some, no, some, it, uh, something like that, close to ten years at least. Close to ten years, wow, yeah. uh, nine, eight, nine years ago at least, right? Yeah, yeah, he did when he did that walk, and then like he got like a TV special after that, another TV special after that one, because it, the Falls was on television, and he was like, I don't know, the Grand Canyon or something. Yeah, I remember the Grand Canyon, one, right? Yeah. yeah, and like I was like, holy shit, like, are we a country that was like, well, we love, we love high like tightrope walkers now? It's, it seems to come back every few years every right. few decades that kind yep. of carnival shit comes back but now we forgot what it's like but now it's like nick walenda is like he's available for like two hundred dollars i'll walk anything yeah he'll come to your daughter's birthday party right yeah, it's, yeah. Is, oh oh did, were you opening a building at your four-year university or four-year college yeah yeah i'll come walk across the street I'll walk over it Oh, I'm, I'm glad to hear he made it safely. You know, I, I know it was fraught with peril mm-hmm. <laughs> going mm-hmm. over the quad on the Uville or whatever. Guys, you know, speaking of the national profile, speaking of uh, of local names in the news. Well, we're not a sports podcast. We don't claim to be, but sometimes the sports just come to us. We know you don't claim to be. You guys might claim to be the sports podcast. I. No, I don't want to be. I, I think there's enough. I think there's enough sports. I think it's covered in, in Buffalo. Uh, right. Uh, debatable. De- debatable if you think it's covered well. You know, I, I know there's some some good outlets there, but other folks are on that beat. But sometimes the mountain does come to you. And, uh, well, Cole Beasley came came to uh, us all. Right. On, on I mean, Twitter. you know why he came to us? Because we weren't offering vaccinations. Mm. <laughs> He's the freest person in America right now. Nobody's freer than I Cole. mean, the, the one thing that he said that I liked was it was like, if they suspend me or they tell me I can't play, whatever, I made enough money. Yeah, sure. Like, okay, probably, right? right? Like, I mean, that's the attitude you got to have if you're going to be an asshole like he is. Right. That, I mean, that should be the attitude that like all of them have. Is, yeah, right. You know, once you've made your $10 million, like how much more money, money do you need really? 10 million, that's it. Yeah. Cole Beasley took to the notes app. And wrote out just a fucking wall of text, basically outlining why he wouldn't be getting the vaccine, that he would rather retire than deal with any NFL protocols, telling them to get the vaccine. I'm sorry, we forgot to mention sports medicine specialist. Yes. Uh, yes. Beasley. Yes. Right. He went to SMU, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what, what do you say about these people at this point? Honestly, I feel like we live in two places at the same time. We live in one place where, I don't know, we're moving on from COVID in a lot of ways. So much so that, speaking of sports, uh, Mark Polencars actually came out and said that this fall, the Highmark Stadium, the the Bill Stadium, uh, will no longer be requiring vaccines, which was something they had previously said that there would be both a vaccine. Did they have to all be vaccinated? To all attend? be vaccinated. Yeah. And the Blue Jays games uh, just opened a full capacity of uh, Salem Field as well today. Yeah. So yeah. we have that. And at the same time, we people are still fucking dying of COVID and... Yes. The Delta variant, which, you know, is a, some mutation strain of COVID, mm-hmm. is hitting people pretty hard. I think it is also, I don't I don't want to say, I don't, I don't want to spout some nonsense, but I do know that people who are not vaccinated are getting hit with it, <laughs> like, pretty yeah. bad. Yeah, I mean, this is just pure idiocy by Cole Beasley. I mean, the, the I guess the main thing is, like, I have, as you guys know, a love-hate relationship with football. I like watching football. I grew up loving football. I definitely hate what it does to people's brains. I'm not even sure that Cole Beasley has brain damage. I mean, he just is stupid. I think he's just stupid. Yeah. I think he's just dumber than a box he's, of rocks. Like I said it before, he's a meathead. Right. Okay. This was this week was the anniversary of Dave Dewerson's suicide, who shot himself in the chest so that his brain could be studied, and it was found that he had like advanced CTE. You know, I read stories like that, and it makes me go, I don't. 
do I need football in my life? I don't know that I need football in my I, life. I could do without it. Right. And so, like, like last year I got sucked back into watching football because the Bills were good. Well, who didn't? But now that, like, like I hope that the NFL lets Cole Beasley play so that I have a reason to be like, well, I don't give a good shit. <laughs> the Bills can go 4-12 and 12, as far as I'm concerned, or 4-13 and 13 now that they have to play 17 games. Speaking of the Bills, by the way, guys, there was an announcement that a firm by the name of Legends, which I believe is owned by Jerry Jones. or yeah, He's got some interest in it, right? He's got some interest in this company, Legends. Um, oh, yeah, they're, they're co-owned by Jerry Jones. That's right. Um, the Bills have selected Legends uh, to represent ownership in their effort to build a new stadium. Legends will also represent the team to sell sponsorships and premium seats for their prospective new stadium. Folks, buckle up because this could be a pretty big change for everybody's way of life in Buffalo. If, right. Yeah. If it comes downtown. Right. Uh, well, let's just make a trade. We'll take the Blue Jays and Toronto gets the Bills. I'd be 100% okay with that. Can we get a basketball team? Can oh, we that, trade the Sabres too? That'd be, yeah, that, you guys got some great ideas right now. Uh, I kind of like the Sabres, but I like, I'd be willing to trade the, like the Bills as a football team are worth more than a baseball team is worth. So I think we should get both the basketball team and the, and the, Two for one deal. Yeah, two for one. Okay. I maybe, take it. maybe like I take it. Yeah, you know, maybe like future rights to the bandits or something like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, of note the uh there's an article, some garbage website, but uh the Bills lease at Highmark Stadium runs through the twenty twenty three season, local media reported. That's not too far No, it's two away. years. Yeah. Like that's coming real Real fast. Um, the Bills favor a new stadium over a more extensive makeover of Highmark Stadium. They are done putting lipstick on the pig at the Ralph. Right. Now, but that, it's interesting is because, like, it, it said that they, they're interested in a new stadium in Orchard Park when all the rumors were that they were coming downtown to the first ward. I think that'd make the most sense. I think I'd prefer that. I don't want it downtown. I don't know about you guys. I don't see the reason for it to be downtown. Keep it where it's at. Well, I'm not saying so. I didn't. I didn't see anything in this article. Where, where did you see that, Jim? Oh, I can't remember where I saw. Well, it. Okay. I, I remember reading so, something too, where there's a potential for the stadium to be closed for a year, move down to somewhere else, and then you know a lot of people were pissed about that mm-hmm. in order to make way for the new stadium. On the yeah, I, I saw that the article that I saw about like maybe they would close Orchard Park for a year and the Bills would play somewhere else for a temporary home. You know where the temporary home was, Re? Where's that, Jim? Beaver Stadium in, in College <laughs> College Park. Pennsylvania. Oh boy, <laughs> which makes sense because the Pagulas have a huge tie to Penn State University. Yeah, what do you know? Hmm. Weird. Mm-hmm. Weird with that. Yeah, who knows? But I mean, if it does come downtown, guys, I got to tell you, like, it's going to be good, bad. I don't know. Probably bad, but it's going to be like a radical change to the city and to our way of life, frankly. So keep an eye out for that. We do have to properly pay our respects properly properly mourn the legend huge huge it's huge 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 yeah you know guys if you had no credit or bad credit he'd take care of you that's how good of a guy he was Uh, my favorite billy fusilia story that i ever heard was that uh he was at uh like a, a like an auto show yeah and the owner of another dealership was there with his like little son and his little son who was like seven years old ran up to Billy Facility is like, Oh my God, you're the huge guy. You say huge. And obviously his father who owned his own car dealership <laughs> was pissed off at this. And Billy Facility was like, I'll give you $20 if you say huge again. <laughs> wow. <laughs> my favorite Billy Fusillo thing was like, I, I was I was fucking like had my mind blown when I realized that that dude also had car dealerships in Florida. Oh yeah, he's a two state uh, guy. Yeah, but he did it under a different name. I forget what the other name. I'm, I'm trying to look it up as we're talking. Connor McDavid. He went along like as something else though. It wasn't it wasn't Billy Fusillo? It was like some other name in Florida because I saw. Like 10 years ago, at least 10 years ago, I saw an ad on YouTube that was Billy Fusillo, but he was not calling him. He was calling himself Billy something, but not Billy Fusillo. Oh, so he had a different name. He he had a different name. He He assumed an an alternate identity in Florida. Yes. Wow. Uh, Was he around the Gator Swamps a lot or or, or what? Florida, well known for its anti-Italian 
feelings. Is that right? Yeah, uh, it's, oh, I didn't know they were they were that prejudiced against yeah, Italians. Yeah, I mean they've never they've never forgiven Mussolini. Oh my goodness, jeez Louise. Yeah, pour one out for Billy, man. You know, say what you will about the guy, and I'm sure there's plenty to say about him in his uh, personal life picadillos. But I got to tell you. Listen, we live in an age now where you go on the computer and you can buy a car just from some robot AI that's like moving the prices around and there's no human interaction. I don't know. Like, I think there's going to come a time where we just miss doing business with the Billy Fusillos of the world. I mean, I, I don't know that we'll miss doing business with them because they're probably better negotiators than most of us. But, but what we miss, well, we, will, we will miss like the stereotypical car salesman. As an entity. For, yeah, from a comedic material perspective, oh, yeah, absolutely. The greasy slimeball sales guy. Right. I just oh, mean, yeah. like, doing like business with a human being. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, oh. he's a fucking slimeball, but it's no, not I like... I don't like the car sales experience at all. I think it's unnecessary. I don't know. It's a made-up industry. Well, sure. We don't, we don't, I mean, need, we don't need those fuckers. I, uh, what, what was uh, Tin Man, right? Was that, that was the Robin Williams movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I think of when I think of car salesmen is, is Robin Williams and Tin Man. Uh, a post edit correction that was Cadillac Man with Robin Williams. I don't know. I I feel like a world without guys like that. We're a little bit we're a little bit poorer for it. I just want a robot dog to sell me a car. <laughs> you know. Now we're talking. Can we get a robot dog that sounds like Billy Fusilla? Sure. Uh, oh yeah, you can do anything now. Deep fakes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm back in. Yeah. Back in for the AI. Yeah. You know, something that uh, Billy Fusillo, I don't, would he support? Did he support those people? I don't think he ever came out on no, record. I don't think he was very political at all. I, I, knew, I, I knew two things about Billy Fusillo. He liked to sell cars, okay? And he liked babes. Yeah. He, he did. Right? He right, did like cars uh, and babes. It's, if, if, there's a, if the Buddhists are right and there's reincarnation. What's he coming back as, Jim? Uh I think he's coming back as a rear view mirror in a car. Yes. So that he's always, he's in a car because he loves them and he's always looking at the babes. Yep. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Not a political guy, but, you know, I, I would say Buffalo is pretty huge <laughs> in terms of the number of insurrectionists that we had from the January 6th uh, uprising, guys. Mm-hmm. Jim, how huge. <laughs> were we here and the national map? Well, I mean, we're, we're really out kicking our coverage here because we're tied for number two. Oh, we're tied for number two. Okay. We're tied we're for number, number two. two. We're, <laughs> not, we're not by ourselves. No. We're tied with a county outside Philadelphia, uh-huh. so bigger than us. Yeah. And a little county called Los Angeles County. Oh, no kidding. Are tied with Buffalo. Los Angeles County. Yes. They flew all the way. They flew all the way from Los from Angeles there. to D.C. Wow. To get arrested. At least you can make it there in a day from Buffalo, for Christ's sake. Well, you, you can make it in a day from Los Angeles. You just have to fly. Yeah, but that's a hassle. It is a hassle. I mean, I, I've never flown Los Angeles to D.C. To I assume you're, you're flying into Reagan at that point. Uh-huh. I've never f- done that flight. Yeah. I've flown Los Angeles to Buffalo and Los Angeles to Boston before. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, that does suck. I watched the Avengers on a flight from Boston to Los Angeles. Like every Avengers movie? Like every Avengers movie, yeah. Wow, no kidding. Actually, no, I, actually, I didn't watch any of the movies. In front of me in first class were the Avengers, and they yeah. just got up and they they play acted. <laughs> wow, did they have like weapons of mass destruction aboard just in case? Yeah, or? yeah, but they 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 did everything in uh in and and dumb mime. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So, but, so wait, let's not get it mixed up. They were not at the insurrection. They, no, the Avengers were not at the insurrection. They were okay. doing a dumb show on my plane flight. Okay. Well, what about the, what about these goofballs? <laughs> Look, it, it, upstate New York, the Buffalo area in particular, has a very real problem with right wing militia sure. crazies. Sure. And we're going back to what Timothy McVeigh and even before that, probably, yeah. right? Yeah. Like we talked about earlier with the New Republic covering India, and they're talking about like, they mentioned quickly, like, there's also a sheriff's race going on in Erie County, but they didn't have high hopes because Buffalo is a blue dot in a relatively red county, which is true. True. True story. True yes. Story. Yes. We are the incubator for 
a lot of crazies here, folks. And I don't know what to make of it. <laughs> it just it kind of sucks. And hopefully, maybe we have a little bit more realization. Like, if you live here, you know. But at the same time, it's sobering. Right. It's, I just, I, I thought we had a better public education system than that. I mean, it's probably, honestly, a, a fair amount of people who are educated. You know, that's that's the one thing. Yeah. I think I, I think, think it's a cultural issue. I don't think yeah, it's an Yeah, it, it is. I mean, because, like, you know, the, the average, like, Republican voter has a high school diploma. It's weird, like, the the bell curve of, like, educational attainment, the, the center, the median uh, or the mean uh, on that bell curve tends to vote Republican, and the the extremes tend to vote Democrat. Yeah. The lower educated and the highest educated. Right. Well, yeah. Who knows? But they uh, they went they did the damn thing and got uh, highly and heavily profiled by the FBI. And, yes. You know, going to jail. So good job. I guess we're back on the politics beat. We, we circled back around the paper. Now mm-hmm. we're, you know, I guess we're in the city, city and region again. Brian Higgins, Jim. He used the B word. He used a bad, bad word because he was mad as hell about the border the canadian border being closed his hair was going all over the place right you know how high his pants got oh my god and his voice he 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 said boondoggle yes was that boondoggle you know how worked up you have to get him to say boondoggle right no he said it was bullshit he said bullshit bullshit the canadian border's closed it's bullshit that's that's bullshit. He wants to go right. to Sundowners, okay? He was he was like, "That's bullshit, mom." As soon as I'm 18, I'm moving out of the house. <laughs> Canadian border has been closed now. What is it? Almost 15 months? Oh yeah, something like that. Yeah. Closed right down. They shut her down, and uh, you know our boy uh, B Higgs wants to wants to go back and party, baby. Yep. He wants to have a good time. He wants to go see the good view of the falls. He wants to go drink some wine with his wife, probably Niagara on the Lake. Right, and and he misses Nando's chicken. Nando's chicken. Go to um, go to Harvey's. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. A and W. A and W. The yeah. old Swiss chalet. Boston pizza. Uh, Boston. Nobody, nobody misses Boston pizza. Man. <laughs> the same people who miss Boston pizza are the people who are like, oh man, I wish I could go to Mister Sub. Yeah, right. You don't need to go to Mister Sub. Okay, all right. Nobody misses Boston pizza, but we do miss Canada. Right. I don't know. I miss smokes it. poutine. I miss smokes poutine. Oh Ooh. yeah, I miss going to Canada for Christ's sake. Open up. We don't. We don't always uh, love Brian Higgins here, but he's right on this. Open that shit up. Yeah. Well, it's, this it's, this country clearly has said, yeah, fuck it. We're we're good with COVID. Whatever. Right. And 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 he said that like the U.S. should open the border unilaterally, which. I don't think that's how borders work. Wait a second. You, you mean to tell me Brian Higgins is not the decider here? No, uh, it's Elise Stefanik. Oh, okay. All right. Um, she is. She leads the, the New York delegation now. Gotcha. Yeah, but he wants the bullshit border open. And if the U.S. has to do it unilaterally, go ahead. Which just means that, like, we'll allow Canadians in. But they'll still say, no, 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 no. And mm-hmm. they'll do the Dikembe Mutombo and wave the finger at us when we try to cross the border. <laughs> not in my house. Right. So wait, does that mean that Canadians that come over have to stay here, and we'll and we'll offer them sanctuary here? Oh, they they did. Uh, I did see that the Canadian government announced today that if you were already allowed to cross the border, you didn't have to go into quarantine anymore. Okay. Because like certain people were allowed to cross the border, but then they had to quarantine for fourteen days. Yeah, right. Now, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to quarantine. Mm-hmm. If you're not vaccinated, they shoot you to none of it. Mm-hmm. They right. just put you in a rocket and. Whoop, they have rockets in Canada now. Uh, they have. They only go from Ottawa to none of it. That's it. <laughs> that is the only flight path that they have. Well, you know, you know a lot about Canada. Yeah, right? I, I took Canadian politics when I was in college. Oh, no shit. Open it up. Give us back our fun, our fun times. Give us back our Canadians. I, I love. I have a lot of Canadian friends actually. Mm-hmm. Good people. Yeah. I I would I would love to go to an FC Toronto game. That'd be cool. That'd be great. That'd be cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. Canadians are generally nice, but you, but you know what I'm talking about—the brand of Canadian jerk, mm-hmm. who is just like still nice, but you know there's something fucking off with that motherfucker. The Canadian jerk. The Canadian jerk usually wears its head yeah. at Sabres games. Yes, thank you. They're often wearing a Montreal Canadiens jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this. I was at a friend of mine. Him and his wife have season tickets for the uh, Sabres. And I was at the game. He couldn't go, so I went with his wife. And she was like six months pregnant. Mm-hmm. You like you could tell like she she was showing. Oh, yeah, she was definitely pregnant at six sure. months. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple of Canadians fans who were just being assholes to 
like wow. uh, it, behind us, wow. and including saying stuff to us. So, really? uh, so at, at like at like the ten minute mark of the first period, I said, "Hey guys, not for nothing, but the average American owns four guns." <laughs> <laughs> and they were super nice the entire rest wow. of the game. Wow. Wow. Uh, I think uh, one last topic we have here, Jim, it's a, it's a pretty juicy one. It is. I mean, this this happened today. The the county executive, Mark Polencars, Polo, as he's known. Um, yes. Polo pilot. Punctual pilot. Yes, right. Um, announced the Renew plan, which is a $123 million investment in Erie County. It's $89 million from the American Rescue Plan from the feds and like $35 million or so um, or $34 million from the state that got the state had said, we're not going to have that money. And then when the federal government said, we're bailing everybody out, the state said, hey, Erie County, remember that money we told you we didn't have? Guess who's getting it? Wink, wink. Who's your boy? Uh, the old bait and switch. We need to put the cash register noise from MIA's paper planes in there somewhere, right? <laughs> All right. $123 million. Cha-ching. Okay. And take your money. It, among the highlights of the plan, $33 million for sewer improvements across the county. $15 million in strategic community group capital investment. About $6 million in bonus pay for county workers who had to work during the pandemic. Oh, great. Yeah, about $3 million in another round of like the small business loan or uh, grants that they gave out. Yeah, so they can spend, so Ted's hot dogs can spend it on their franchise instead of their workers. Right. right? And then bitch about unemployment. Um, Over $14 million in capital investments uh, for the county parks, which is the largest investment in the county parks since the 1930s. That's awesome. And it's there's just too many things to, to list here that they'll be doing, but I would check out Poland Cars' Twitter. My at, favorite is EerieNet. Erie Nets in there. Yeah. Uh, $5 million in DPW pay-as-you-go road funding. $5 million for a new DPW highway barn. $4.5 million for a new convention center facade. $5 million for botanical gardens expansion. $10 million to fix dangerous conditions at a couple of county buildings. $400,000 for Olmstead Parks for MLK for the grow houses. And for South Park for the uh, WPA casino building. They're going to restore some positions, add some new positions. Yeah. A lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. The list goes on and yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just just a ton and ton of stuff, and it's a major investment. Now, already, Joe Larigo, my leader of the minority caucus in the county legislature, yeah. was like, why aren't we giving more money back to the taxpayers? Oh. Shouldn't, we, shouldn't we be refunding this money to the taxpayers? Oh, for Christ's sake. Cool. No, look, I mean... We, we talk about, like, the political comings and goings and stuff, and it, it is important, I think. But just to contextualize it, like, this could, I don't want to say, like, revolutionize how things happen in Western New York, but, man, it's just a huge shot in the arm. The stuff that you notice on a day-to-day, roads, parks, the internet, this is the real stuff. And, uh, you know, props to the federal government for getting the money there. Props to pulling cars for rolling out this plan that would really help improve our way of life. It's good news for once. Right. It's good news. $33 million for sewer improvements. Oh, my God. So necessary. As I saw on Twitter last week, there are still some areas of the city of Buffalo that are using wooden logs as sewer, as water mains. Correct. Sewage system in Buffalo is abysmal. Right. So $33 million is probably barely even cracks the surface of... Probably a third of what they actually need. Right. That kind of large investment in infrastructure, and uh, according to the county executive, they already have this money in hand, so they're not going to have to pay the fees on like promissory notes. They don't have to do like an expect uh, like get a loan for uh, you know uh, expected furniture. This money is already on hand, so they can just like woo baby cash. Oh yeah. So fliff fliff fliff. <laughs> Let it fly. Say it. Spend it. Let like it ride. Salty. Oh yes. So, I mean, that's, that's probably better than his original plan, which was to take all $123 million and go to the Buffalo Creek Casino and put it on black. But wouldn't it be awesome if he won? <laughs> Could you imagine? What if he won? <laughs> oh, I just, I just got a text from, from my girlfriend. Ooh, this just in. Oh, yeah. Byron Brown is running ads during The Bachelorette. Ah. He was there for us. Let's be there for him. There for oh, us during what? What in the hell was Byron Brown what? ever there for you? What's he fucking done? What's he fucking done other than... Interrupt, uh, interrupt my girlfriend's viewing of The Bachelorette. Yeah, Re, right. Re, yeah. Uh, when you were walking along the beach and there was only one set of footprints, that's when Byron Brown was carrying you. <laughs> yes. 
Yes. So, uh-huh. all right. Well, guys, I think that's a wrap yeah. on news of the week and the you know uh, us uh, us doing our thing here. But listeners, stay tuned because we will record at least a short segment uh, after the election to just give our quick takes. Got some hot takes coming your way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is going to be, like I said, a bit of a ride for all of us. And uh, stay tuned next week when we have Friend of the Pod. I, I hate to announce guests ahead of time, but, he, you know, I th- I'm pretty sure we're not going to lose him. Uh, friend of the Pod, Adam Bojack, to do the postmortem, to do the, you know, look at the body. See yeah. what happened. It's going to be popping fresh. Later. Later.